I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billion every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, we got a special guest on my show. This woman is a social media influencer, and she's been in the game for a minute. We're going to talk about her rise to fame and her plans to maintain. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Bebas. Hi. How you doing, lovely? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad you made it. You know, um... We met uh, at Jahan's party, mm -hmm. and uh, I knew who you were, you know, and I knew you were doing your thing, and yeah. um, I, I immediately asked you, you know, uh, let's go do my show, and then you gave me the opportunity to do it, so yeah. bless you for that. Any friend of Jahan's is a friend of mine. So. That's what's up. Shout out <laughs> Jahan Jones. Yeah. We gotta get your punk ass on the show next. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Sleepy. I've been up editing since... Until like 7 a.m. So you edit your own skits? I do, yeah. I edit what are you? Write them as well? Mm-hmm. Mm. Write, edit. Um, the only thing I don't edit is um, I have I have like a new web series. That's, mm, okay. uh, and it's it's more cinematic. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I'm like, I'm not too, you know, the, the, the skit world is different from the from the, film. the movie world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I actually started in film. Okay. And I started when I was um, 14. All I right. did short film, independent film. But the transition is, it's kind of tricky because it's its a whole different world, you right. know, from internet to film. And people think like, oh, I'm an actor, so it goes hand in hand. But it really, it, there's a huge difference. You right. Know? Well, before we even get into that, I want to start from the beginning, beginning. Like, yeah. where where are you from? Oh, I was born in New Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah, I used yeah. to live in Patterson. Yeah? Yeah, I went to high school there. I went to East Side. Nice. Are you familiar with that? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like, what is that again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it off. <laughs> it's all good now. You keep it real on this show. Straight raw. So where yeah. in Jersey? Uh, Newark. Okay. Yeah. 201? Um, but I was only there until I was 10, and then I moved to Texas with my family. Okay, what part of Texas? Houston. I got family mm -hmm. there as well. So I could tell you more about Houston than Jersey. That's cool. That's mm -hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah. And then I came to Cali um, two and a half years ago. Oh, so you kind of fresh. You like me. I only been here three years in September. Yeah, and I still can't figure out how to get everywhere. Yeah, it's all good. All it's I know so is US one on one South gets me home. I, I, all I know is I kind of press a button on my GPS, and if that if that doesn't work, and I'm like five minutes from my home, I still I can't get there. Oh my god! I think it's, it's an Asian thing. The new generation, y'all have it so good. Y'all don't. We were just talking about that the other day. Like we were remember the maps, the paper maps. So you had to like follow I, and draw. I don't understand how how. Like, I couldn't open up a map and be like, what are these, what is it, what's going on? I saw these lines. Like, yeah. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no street name? Oh, there's street name. Yeah, I mean, there is, but, you know, but the thing is, sadly, you can't zoom in like you could on your phone. Are there, like, coordinates? <laughs> Something like that. I know you got to pull out a magnifying glass and Drive look at 49 that. degrees east. <laughs> exactly, right? Put your finger and feel the wind, all right? We're going 30 miles west. Compass. We got to go this way. Do you know what he's a compass? Somewhat, you know, I, I'm like, yo, straight is north to me. That's it. <laughs> no matter which south. way you're facing. I guess, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just how I feel. But anyway, so um, so during your time in uh, Texas, mm -hmm. were you uh, were you acting as well? Like, what were you doing? You were just kind of going to school? Yeah, and well, I, I took theater in school, and okay. then I started taking um, acting classes outside of that. Also. How old were you at this time? 
Um, I, this was middle school, so I was probably like 12, 13. Okay, so you had this dream from the beginning, like you wanted to be on TV. You know what's funny? It's like when I was when I was a kid, my mom was trying to get me to do it because she knew I was photogenic and I loved taking pictures, but I was so shy and I loved writing. Okay. And I would always write stories, I would write movies, but like I didn't know what I was in poetry. I didn't know what I was going to do with that though. Mm. I was like, I'll just be an author. And... My mom was like, why don't you try to act? Mm. Like, maybe one day you'll like it because you're mm. so good in front of a camera. And I was like, I don't want to. I just want to write. <laughs> and so she would actually, like, get me auditions. Like, she'd book me auditions and she would drive me to New York. Be like, hey, guess what? You got an audition today. Let's but go. But I was so shy. I didn't want to do it. So, right. like, like, we'd have um, a Care Bear commercial mm. and, like, Six Flags, these huge commercials. And when I get there, I'm just like... Like, I didn't want to be there. Mm. Like, they asked me to hug a Care Bear, and I was like, <laughs> like yeah, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I was just so scared, and I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do it. And she tried for the longest, and then she just gave up, and then we moved to Texas, and then I discovered theater classes, and I was like, this is fun. And okay. so I started taking classes outside of it, and then I started trying getting gigs, and it was so much harder. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the, the younger you are, the easier it is. Really? I think so. Um, but what type of opportunities for like um, commercial or film? commercial and film? Yeah, but like first of all, Houston's not even a good. Like, it's, it's, it's not a great place to try to like further your acting career in. I mean, the, they have a lot of independent film, but a lot of it doesn't pay. Mm. Like a lot of it is like zero budget. That makes sense. Where the crew doesn't get paid, the actors don't get paid. Um, I mean, that wasn't my intention anyway. So I did it a lot just to learn, mm. and I actually started. Behind the camera too, not behind the camera, but like working crew. So okay. I was UPM or at AD, and PM, you, uh, production manager. Okay, no, it's just for oh. my people. Not everybody knows the lingo. Oh, I know the lingo. <laughs> production manager, um, assistant director. So I would do that um, at sixteen, and people were surprised, and they're like, "Who is this girl that's trying to organize our shoots? I don't understand what you're doing." They're like, "No, she's smart. She knows what she's doing." And, you know, everything was fine. I was I could act pretty much beyond my years until like an ice cream truck or something came by and then I'm like, Oh, oh. distraction. Like cut, cut, cut. Right. Vanilla with sprinkles. And they're like, This is why you don't hire sixteen year olds to run your production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then coming to LA it's a whole different world. You know? So what year did you leave um, Texas and come to LA? You said this was two years ago, right? Two and a half years ago. Oh, I'm gonna do the math. No, I saw well I it was two and a half years ago. So you already finished. So you already finished school, you graduated, you did all that, right? You know, I was actually going to school for broadcast journalism. Okay. Because I didn't think, you know, a lot of people go to school like for film acting and I'm like, you know, like you don't really gotta do it. I'm like, yeah. I don't think Will Smith went to yeah, college yeah. And for then it. They end up working at McDonald's. Yeah, but but like acting classes though, like mm. I definitely recommend for anybody, you know, even like huge actors still take classes because there's no limit to how much you can learn and grow. Absolutely. Um gotta sharpen up the soul. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I took a pause on it because I was like, I wanna I wanna go out to LA just for a couple months mm. and just check it out. That's how you know you're new to the game. I'm going to give it a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, I mean... Oh. This shit's a marathon. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't expect everything to just work out for me, but I was like, you know, let me just see what it's like. Right. Pretty much. So my, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe three to six months, and then I just fell in love with it out here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a in the room. I'm like, oh. Right, yeah, um, I fell in love with it. I mean, you know, there's, it's, it's very different. It's very expensive out mm -hmm. here, for mm -hmm. sure. But, um... 
but it's such a different lifestyle. There's so many people that are just such hard workers. They're mm -hmm. passionate. They're driven. And it's hard to find people with so much ambition. And it's nice to have that energy around you. No, I agree, man. Um, when I used to live in Tampa, Florida, you know, shout out to Tampa. Um, you know, it's a lot of creators out there. But at the same time, it's like the environment can make you discouraged because yeah. it's not a big... Uh, how can I say, uh, lifestyle when it comes to entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't survive off it unless you're like a big name. You know? right. So when you're on the come up, it's more on the side because you still got to have that nine to five to really survive. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, when you're kind of like dreaming so big and you don't really have that support around you because right. everybody's living in real life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you had to get, I had to get out that environment to really come to a field where everybody's a dreamer, yeah. everybody's in the game. And everybody's surviving off of it. Right. So, you know, it's more realistic that dreams can happen mm -hmm. out here. So I feel yeah. you on that. It's nice when everyone has the same goals because you can work together to achieve them, you know. Exactly. And people don't mind working together here also. For oh, like, yeah. For no, goal, they love it. Crazy. Yeah. Everyone helps each other here. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that was mind-blowing to me. I was like, damn, like, even, like, big names, like, helped me, you know, yeah. along the way. And I was like, whoa, like, I didn't expect that. You know you what know? else I love is, like, so many people here, since they're all doing the same thing, no one has a nine to five. Everyone just has like something flexible. Like they're either like bartending or they're Ubering, Postmates, whatever, mm -hmm. something to where their schedule above. is completely like movable. That's not uh, uh, no, <laughs> it's flexible, flexible. Yeah, it's yeah. movable. I can move this and <laughs> move, do this. <laughs> and so anytime anyone needs to shoot anything, like you can hit people up last minute for stuff and it's like everyone pretty much pretty much has your back like any time of day mm. you know and as opposed to like in in texas it was so hard to get people to be in a shoot or you know or not work a day yeah. but here it's like everyone just has so much time yeah and i think <laughs> and i think it's very motivational just being here being that this is the mecca of like the film industry mm -hmm. it's so much more possible for things to happen for right. you in that field. Whereas in Texas or maybe Tampa, it's so far-fetched that yeah. you're like, you know, I'll do it whenever. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be like that sometimes. But, okay. So you're in LA. So tell me, was there any trials and tribulations first getting in, like kind of getting the feel, getting to meet people to actually come together and work? Or was it like you just meet people and you just started working? Well, what was difficult for me is I, like everyone here does social media. It's like huge. Mm -hmm. And... In Texas, I didn't do that. Like, me and my friends just didn't, like, we would use Facebook, but we would just, you know, post about our lives, like, yeah. our personal lives, and never use that towards an actual career. Mm. And so, all I did back there was film commercials, which, that's good, but here, apparently, social media is so big. Right. And I didn't think about that. Like, people would be like, what's your Instagram? I'm like, I don't have Instagram. And they're like, you don't have Instagram? Like, where are you and from? I'm like, <laughs> like, what? I don't... <laughs> yeah. And so, my friends convinced me to get one, so I got it, and then I'm like... I would go to mixers and events where all these influencers are. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, let me get your Instagram. And I would have like five followers. Yeah. And they're like, two followers. And you know, and out here that's not okay apparently. Like, I don't mind, like, I don't judge someone by how many followers they have, but everyone else is like, oh. <laughs> like, girls, oh my gosh. We're in this new day. I didn't know what a cloud chaser was until I got here. Like, tell these, me, tell these me. girls. They're like, oh, um, I don't even know if I want to be in his video or her video because she doesn't have any followers. Mm. And I don't F's with anyone that has followers. I don't know if I can curse yeah. No, you could, you could. Just keep it. But it's like, you know, I understand that to a certain point because it's like, if you're trying, if you, you care enough about your brand to attach yourself with someone who may have a significant number of followers, yeah. that can help you. 
versus right. someone who has maybe five followers and you already yourself have 20k there's no you know you're helping them more right you know what i'm saying so especially if you're doing them a favor then it's like all right yeah you true know? so I, I understand that part yeah at the same time though i i look at talent not really at numbers and i look at quality that's because you're from where you're from. You came from more humble beginnings, right. you know, just like me. Yeah. But it's like, if you just started from here, then mm -hmm. you're looking at those numbers and clout because it's like, ultimately, you yeah. want the big stuff, you know, the big people around. Yeah. And anyone that asks me to collab, you know, the first thing I do is I look at their page and I look at, I look at their stuff, you know, if it's, and, and not even necessarily quality, but just, like I said before, talent, like. Yeah. If someone's doing comedy skits and they're not funny, I'm not going to work. Like, oh, my yeah. God. You got to pay me triple. I'm like, why are you doing comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think, you know, all I do now, well, not all I do, but majority of my content is comedy. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy because in Texas, I hated it. Like, anytime I had acting classes, I would, like, pray. My teacher would give me a dramatic monologue because I love drama and horror. Those are my two favorite things to act. That's, like, my favorite movies to watch. Yeah. Actually. yeah I just, <laughs> we just went to go see that uh, that, that scary movie that's uh, it's part of the Conjuring series. Oh. Annabelle Comes Home. Oh. That was pretty good. I only saw the first one. It was good. I liked the first one, actually. It was cool. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. I liked that suspenseful thriller. You know. Yeah, I know. I love scary and I love watching comedy, but I just I never liked acting it because I just felt like I wasn't funny. Okay. And <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's funny. The ones who don't think they're funny are funny, and the ones who think they're funny are funny. <laughs> a little bit. Make me smile a little bit. Um. Yeah. So like in acting class, I didn't want to get comedy and then my teacher would give me one I'm like can I like not like this is my weakness he was like oh good thanks for telling me I'm gonna give you comedy all the time mm. because they want you to work on your weaknesses they're not gonna keep giving you your strengths and, right, right, right. and just kick your weakness they wanna to the challenge side. you yeah yeah um, and then coming out here I saw everyone was doing the comedy thing and people were like you know all the girls that are on social media are doing all the modely stuff they're all posing all the you know the butt pics and all the mm. all that stuff and yeah they get some followers but that's not really my thing mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, since you're a cute girl, why don't you combine cuteness with your comedy? Because guys will like funny and sexy together. Like, they say it's a good combination. Right. And I was like, I'm not funny. I can't do it. They're like, just dry. And they were trying to convince me for, like, I think um, a good, almost a year, maybe. Jesus Christ. To do it. And then I finally just tried one. And then once I did one of my own, I was hooked because it's like, it's so much easier to shoot than mm -hmm. a film because anytime I would write scripts, they're short films. So it's like a 20 minute long thing and then you have to get your whole production. And it's like, it's so much more difficult. Whereas a skit is like, I still have this idea that I want to put out there and I could write it real quick, shoot it real quick, post it, have it up there. Like it's so much easier mm -hmm. and it's like, it's addicting. Cause you know, I think there's nothing more beautiful than having an, like an image of what you want, like what you see in your head, and then just seeing it come to life. Mm -hmm. It's like you have just a dream in your mind, and then you're just seeing it on screen. Yeah, you know? and then seeing people appreciating it yes. afterwards. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? So that's that's even more amazing. Yeah. So tell me, what was the skit that that you put out that you know kind of like flourished for you that you saw, and it was like the response was like, oh shit. Oh like, my short girl stuff. I being I'm four foot ten by the way, and okay. being so tiny used to be my biggest You can't tell that she's sitting on a pillow. I, like, <laughs> swear. Swear, big pillow. 
Yeah, like it was my biggest insecurity was my height, and I felt like if I wore heels everywhere, I'd feel better about myself. But you know, that doesn't really do anything. It's something that I learned to just kind accept. of yeah, accept. You know, accept what you can't change, and you know, like try to make make you a strength. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what word I was looking for. That's all good. Um, hey, look like you're about to catch a stroke. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grammar Nazi, so I feel like I have to get my words correct. No, I completely understand. Um, yeah, so I just started kind of making fun of my height before other people could, and people loved it. Mm. So I like to crack the jokes before they can, and then I started making videos out of it, and I think the first video I even made was um, short girls dating tall guys, and then the after I used was six seven, mm-hmm. and it just showed all the all the complications of that. And then just that, those numbers four five six seven like yeah. oh man four five four, oh, so four ten. ten sorry 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 oh, he took man. some inches away <laughs> wow either way <laughs> yeah but that but people love that because a lot of people apparently there's a lot of other short people that can relate and right. I didn't know because I don't see them yeah, yeah. I don't have short they're around you just I'm can't always see them. I make short people <laughs> feel tall yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that disclaimer right there. I'm late. <laughs> it's all good. But that's what's up. So when you so when it popped off for you, like was it the numbers just kinda increased and then did the following just yeah. from there? Yeah, pretty much. But honestly though, I get more um I get more followers from collabing with people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who are some of the people that you collab with? Um we know Jahan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was the first one I was gonna I was gonna name. But honestly, it's not even like just the collabs, but if I collab with someone and it ends up on World Stars, World Stars repost that get that gain oh. the followers, yeah. So how so how does that part work? So you just like you pay for, to put on World Star or you just submit no. and they, they pick it? No, no, no. They just choose whatever they want and just repost it. Okay. Yeah, so like so they reposted one of mine, but I didn't have enough followers for them to notice that. So like it was actually with Jahan. Mm. I feel like I'm bringing him up way too much in this conversation. Yeah, you gotta get Jahan <laughs> on the show. I posted um Bring yeah. him to fruition. See so you're speaking into existence, brother. <laughs> um I made a I made a skit with him mm-hmm. and it was one that I wrote and then I directed it and I posted it and it got, you know, a good amount of traction. But when he reposted it, World Star reposted it. And then that's, yeah, that's pretty much how. how oh, okay. Well, that well, that's good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just having that connection with him mm-hmm. kind of facilitated the deal. You I mean he probably had his own connection with a uh, world star right. that facilitated that deal for, and worked out to your yeah. benefit. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> now, cause some people usually either pay world star, or they they self submit to world star and kind of hope and pray they see it, or they just tag world star a bunch of times, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's a long shot doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for that. And Some people do, like artists I know. Oh my God, they stop in the bank for real with that world star. Uh, but they, they call it, it's for promotional use only because, you know, I guess world star has a lot of traffic, so more people will see their video. But hey, you know, you can't knock the hustle. People paying it. Right, yeah, no. Um, I, I would get offended, like, back in the day when people would be like, oh, do you buy your followers? Mm. Like, it's not like I don't even have, like, hella, but, mm. like, even if I didn't, like, I wouldn't pay anyone to, mm-hmm. or I don't know how that works, but they're like, oh, I bet you buy your followers, and I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand the purpose of that. I agree. You know, <laughs> I, I, in the beginning, I was like, you know, it seemed like a good idea, but then, in hindsight, it's like, okay, you buying all these followers, 
but then your picture only got 15 likes. Right. So then it's like, there's no real engagement. And that's what you want, that connection with your fans. No, that's what you I love is like that. real love, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I have fans that are like really down, like they're really dedicated fans. And like, you can't buy those. You can't, you know? Like, right. People aren't going to know who you are. And like, what I love about mine is because, because I post more um, real stuff, like more stuff about my talents or stuff about what I do in my personal life because I post more about that than I do with just like sexy pictures or whatever mm -hmm. I feel like my fans feel more connected to me yeah it's relatable because, because it's not like you know like the superficial no offense but kind of offense <laughs> <laughs> well and you, I don't know like like don't get me wrong like I love you know women are gorgeous but I would like to see more from them than just the typical like booty pics scrolling through my timeline like I'm not hating I'm not saying they need to stop because I you know yeah. that's cool yeah. but it's, I would like for them to be an inspiration to people who, you know, especially the young girls who are like, oh man, like, she's so pretty, I wish I could look like that, and then they feel bad because that's all they're seeing, you know? Mm -hmm. I would like people to be like, we don't actually look like this, that we're not perfect 100% mm -hmm. of the time, you know? And and there's so much more to, to love about yourself than your appearance, and so much more to focus on. So let me ask you a question, because that's a good topic that you brought up. So there are a lot of girls that just do the twerking videos and, mm -hmm. you know, model pics and whatnot. And I understand that's your business, that's cool. But when you're just trying to, like, get followers and utilizing those same methods, with those girls that are coming after you, the young ones that are looking up to you for guidance and stuff like that, or just following you and seeing that this is the standard of how I need to be, what do you what what do you what's your takeaway from that as far as the message that's being delivered to those young girls? Okay, well I'm about to get deep. Can I get deep? That's for a second? That's what okay. I'm on. So um, my actual main goal is to work in suicide prevention, and so I I have a lot of sympathy for people with with depression, anxiety, and who have suicidal thoughts. And so when I think about like what's being put in our minds from what we see on the internet, I'm like everything has an effect. And you know, I don't, I don't like seeing just like so many people depressed because of stuff they see on the internet because of what they see that they wish they had or what they wish they could be, what they wish they could look like. And so I think stuff like this isn't like, I mean, the suicide rates are so high. You right. Know? And stuff like this is either like having a positive effect on you or a negative effect. Like mm -hmm. whatever you, whatever you watch, whatever you put into your mind. So it's like, what am I putting out there for people to see? And like, how is it affecting them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, it's just it's just crazy because it's like you know you got the young girls kind of emulating that that image that, that a lot of other older women are putting out there. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. what do you think is the main um, reasoning for you know women actually putting those images out there like that? You know, because if it's your business, like if you're a model and that's what you do and you're getting paid for it, I right. get it. get your bread. But if you're just doing it for the clout. You know, what do you think that's all about? I mean, first of all, you know, like, I, I get why they're doing it. They initially do it just, you know, to get the followers, to get the guy's attention. They love attention. But at the same time, they, they're not getting paid per picture. Like, if they're not modeling for Fashion Nova or whatever, like, if they're just putting a picture just to post it, then it's like, you're just, it's just attention. They're not getting paid for it or whatever. It's so it's just attention. It's yeah, just like to get the all the comments and get all the likes and... You know, that's cool, but I just feel like anything should have a benefit. Like, I love posting comedy because I love making people laugh. I like making people smile. And mm -hmm. Some of my favorite comments are like, I love watching your videos. I was having such a bad day, but, like, I couldn't stop laughing watching your stuff. And I'm like, I love 
that. Yeah, like, you have making a people feel good, you yeah. know? Like, distracting them from whatever's going on in their world for a second and just putting them in a different, in a different universe. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. And that's what's up. You have a purpose. You know, the other yeah. ones are kind of just throwing shit on the wall and seeing if it sticks. <laughs> right. You know, so. Which I guess, you know, I mean, it, it works, you know. I, 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 if, you call, <laughs> if you call that work. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that's what's up, man. So, so now that you're, that you're, you know, reached this level of um, success when it comes to your skit making, you know, what, what, what are the plans going forward? You know, how do you plan to maintain the success or continue the success, you know, what, what's your goals? Honestly, I mean, my goal is to have my own organization for suicide prevention. Okay. And that's really where I wanted to build, like, I want to build my following personally for me so I can transfer them over to that to, to help me support that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh -huh. So how soon do you, what's the deadline? How soon are you plan to get oh that Oh my going? gosh, I've been wanting to do that so bad, like, as soon as possible. Because it's, anytime I see, like, another, another death, by suicide, I'm like, I feel I feel bad because I'm like I should have started this a long time ago, you know. Because yeah, you never know whose lives you can save. Um, but mm. I've just been it's so hard to balance like this world, the social media, the acting, all of that, and then have any any other side hustle like anything else. And it's and I feel like I need to have like a good balance. Mm. But I mean, I've only been out here for like you know two and a half years, so mm. so I'm still trying to to get the hang of. Of balance because anytime my friends that are like on movies TV shows and have their own skits and like they're doing all these different things and like how do you do it you have like a million things you're putting out there all the time they're like just balance you know but they've been doing it for so many years and so it's like nothing to them yeah you definitely time management is, yeah uh, you know it's, you gotta you gotta really utilize that as much as you can mm -hmm. you know like my brain is like a pie graph you know what I'm saying I dedicate a little bit yeah. of time to the things that are important to me mm -hmm. and that, that's how you kind of gotta live it I mean right. running a business you know I consider everything I do a business it makes me money and it's what I love to do yeah you know what I'm saying so I pass that information on to you and hopefully you utilize it the right way you know but um it doesn't help that I have ADD either <laughs> like, I, like I could sit down simply just editing takes me so much longer than anybody else because I'll edit like two little things and then I'm like oh my dog is so cute and then I start playing my dog mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes and I'm like oh my god I was editing that's right I'm like I'm hungry yeah and it's just my mind is all over the place so I feel like if I could just train my brain without pills yeah <laughs> just train my brain to like to focus on one thing, then I think I could I could manage my time. Yeah, that's not going to work for me because everybody <laughs> always used to tell me, you should just focus on one thing and watch it pop off and then they'll feed everything else. I was like, yeah, but I can't, you know, because I want to yeah. do this, that, this, that, and I do this, that, this, that all the time, you know, so mm -hmm. I can see all of it come together, you know, but um, damn, it's like, when I'm when I do this one thing, like for example, with this podcast, I'm solely focused on this podcast when I'm in it. Okay. But, if I want to write a song, I'm solely going to focus on that. If I want to do some acting on set, I'm solely going to focus on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm managing my time accordingly, and I'm yeah. focused when I'm in those positions. But I still don't want to limit myself to just one position. Because right. if I'm not doing this, I need to be doing this. If I'm not doing this, I need to be doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm constantly on the go that way. But yeah. that's, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I don't know how you, how you do that. I can't focus. I mean, it depends how important it is to you. you like must, this you podcast. Well, no, nah, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Not, but this podcast is important to me, so I'm solely focused on this. I mean, I'm not, like, writing a song or texting. You have my undivided yeah, attention. Yeah, that's my issue is, like, I could be, like, I could be editing one thing in my mind. I'm thinking about another video that I want to do. Like, mm -hmm. I'm always...
is just thinking about like the millions of things I have to do so I never just focus and it's always something I want to do but I want to do so many things yeah <laughs> well do so you could do so many things but just doing one at a time right. that's what it's about like at that <laughs> very moment I mean I guess it just works for me Everybody, different things like you just have to train people. your brain right right I definitely did that it took many years but I did it you know what I'm saying <laughs> So that's what's up, man. No, but I'm happy for you, man. It sounds like, you know, you're heading in the right direction, you know, doing the, su the suicidal prevention stuff and mm -hmm. the skit stuff and using that following to come over here yeah. with it. Why is that so important to you, the suicide prevention? Did you have, like, any situation, you know, with your family or something, a friend? Well, you know, I think what better to hear about suicide prevention than someone who's been through it, you know? I mean, I haven't, I was going to say I haven't. Myself. obvious hi yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here yeah. <laughs> um, but I did I've I've been a pessimist most of my life for myself but mm. I'm very positive for other people just mm. weird what and do you mean pessimist I mean, from people that I don't know like I just I think about the the worst possible things like I think very negatively about anything in my mm. life but for other people I'm very uplifting and motivating but for myself it's always been my why do you think that is I've just always, like, I always had depression and anxiety. It's not, it's not as bad anymore, but there was a time in my life, not, not even that long ago, where it was really, really bad, and I was actually suicidal. Like, I had intended to do it, and I would always, like, every day I would tell myself, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and I would tell my mom all the time, and she would get so scared, because she knew that I could just do it at any moment. And am I allowed to go into really, into detail about this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is your it's show. Major. I'm just saying, this is your show. Um, I had I had a pocket knife I carried around with me all the time, mm -hmm. and I would tell people it was for my protection, but it was for myself for the day I was ready to do it. And there were so many times I would have like a panic attack, and I was like, I would have my camera out, like I'd be right, my phone out, ready to record myself, and then I would like freak out so much, and eventually I would drop it. And I was too scared. Um, but then there was one day I just like couldn't take it anymore because the thing about like panic attacks is it hurts you physically not just like emotionally and I had my phone up and I had the knife to my throat and I was like crying like sobbing and I was like I'm gonna do it and then seconds before I did it my friend barged in the room and like grabbed it from me and she like took me to my psychiatrist because you know people are depressed you psychiatrists mm -hmm. <laughs> and um and he admitted me to a mental institution mm -hmm. and that completely changed me because for the better obviously yeah okay. yeah definitely and it's crazy because that's, that's not a fun place to be and oh my god it's horrible like that sure. that will make you crazier but i'm a pastor's daughter so it, it kind of you know i was hearing his voice in my head so that kind of helped mm -hmm. a lot actually because it got me to pray a lot when i was in there mm -hmm. and i think the thing that people don't realize is they have so much to be happy about but any little thing that bothers them makes them feel like they have nothing. Mm. And so it's almost like when you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down. Yeah, and um, when I was in there, the reason why I was able to come out a, a different person was because I thought I had nothing. Mm. And then when you're put in a box and everything you have is taken away from you, that's when you realize, oh my God, I had this, I had that, I had you that. And now, I, now I don't, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm, I just started appreciating everything. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing about people that do commit suicide is it's, it's a very self selfish act because you're only thinking about yourself. And I get it. You get lost in your head. But mm -hmm. you don't think about how many people around you it affects. Right. And 
I was about to go to the hospital, my mom was crying and she's like, why would you try to kill yourself? Do you know if you had done that, I would have killed myself? And like just hearing those words is insane because there's so many people that love you and care about you that they, you're putting them through hell if you take your life because of how much they love and care about you, you know? And that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, is there a reason why why you felt that way? Like, were you, like, neglected as a child or, you know, you was just feeling some type I of... I just thought I just had something wrong with my head. Mm. I was just always a sad person. Like, even when I was a kid, I would... I was seven years old writing my diary about, like, I'm never going to get married. Nobody wants me. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Like, Come on, crazy. Seven. I swear, I have diary entries to prove it. Yeah, I'll be sitting no, outside. No, I'm just saying, at seven, yeah. you're writing this. Like, I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm sitting outside at recess, like crying and my friends are like come on jenny let's go dig for worms let's go <laughs> do fun stuff oh, <laughs> i can't do God. chase butterflies and i'm like no i don't want to they're like why i'm like because i'm lonely and i don't have anybody and i'm not gonna have a family and like we all die at some point like i would think so deep oh man. i don't know why you should have just started smoking weed <laughs> yeah you probably would be like, right. yeah <laughs> you probably would be cool but, chill like all right let's go dig these worms right <laughs> but you know it, i think the best voice to people that are feeling some type of way is from someone that's been through it and made it through it because you know it's, you it, yeah it's easy to just support suicide mm -hmm. prevention and be like hey you know i, I feel bad mm -hmm. but it's another thing to have survived it and to be able to tell your story mm -hmm. so that other people can be like, well, she got through it, then I can get through it. Right. Hmm. No, I, I mean, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm glad you overcame that obstacle because now it sounds like you're a better person. You got a story mm -hmm. to tell. And now you can help others through your story. You know, I think you should get started on that right away. You know, yeah. I don't think you should wait. You know, I mean, at least, you know, now that you have the file and have the draw and this attention, you should be drawing the attention to not only your skits, but some type of... I mean, there's people that do suicide prevention stuff, so you could kind of, like, partner with them. Well, no, I have been. I've been working with okay. um, the AFSP, which is American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Okay. Um, but I but I just, I want my own. So, I'm, like, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of iffy, too, about when I advertise them, because I'm like, well, hold on, I don't want to, like, take everyone to that side, and then, like... <laughs> well, maybe you could do some type of partnership where you kind of get paid out the deal for... Well, I mean, I know it's a non-profit situation where they can kind of use your name to help build their following. So it's like helping you, you're helping them right, for the right. same cause. And, you know, because time is money at the end of the day. Regardless mm -hmm. how much you care for the cause, you know, you're utilizing your network. For right, that. yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's a conversation to be had with those people. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. kind of planting the seed. You yeah. Know, and let you do your thing. But that's what's up, man. Well, I wish you much success. I see you heading in the right direction. I think that's... Suicide prevention is, is, is super dope. I, I personally want to invest more in the homelessness situation mm -hmm. out here because that is crazy. Like, yeah. I, I drive around and it's just, like, ridiculous. I never see I so many homeless people out here. And I, I try to give as many dollars as I can, but I only got so much. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> you got to make sure, like, you're giving them something that they actually need, like food. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'll try to give them food. Like, no, I just want money for drugs. I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're here. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> I try to give them food, but if I got a little dollar, it's like, okay, you can't buy, can't even buy a nickel bag with a dollar. So I'll give you a dollar. Hopefully you utilize it for something. But I try yeah. to give them food as much as I can, you know, because around here, it's like, they're all over, man. As soon as I walk out the door, I'll be like, you know, it's like 10 of them right there. I'll be like, damn, it's crazy. Oh. But it is what it is, man. But 
Where can the people follow you? Where can the people, you know, book you for shows or be on their skits or help possibly get you to write a story for them? What? Well, I have a website. It is JennyBabas.com. It's really, really easy. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much my handle for everything. Instagram, official Jenny Babas. The only reason official is in there is because someone took my name already. So, what else do you put? You got it. You got it. You got to <laughs> trademark that. ASAP. Um, and then YouTube, Jenny Babas. Yep. Yep. And that made me easy for you guys. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you for coming on the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, look, uh, man, looking forward to working with you in the near future, man. Awesome. And I wish you much success. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas, the lovely Jenny Bedboss. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. And thank you for watching. Yeah. And Jahan, bring your punk ass on this show, damn right? it. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. Where we at? 36 minutes. See, it wasn't that bad.